indigenous curses, shape-shifting, cattle mutilation, spontaneous electrical disruption, crop circles, even UFO sightings, all in one place. The U.S. government has dumped millions of dollars into the location for research and various studies. Where could this be? The notorious Skinwalker Ranch. The Rocky Mountains hold many mysteries. Millions of people enjoy the natural beauty, but some come across the hidden dangers. This is Rocky Mountain Red-Handed. I'm Becky, and I'm here with my skeptical friend, Melanie. I know. What's the opposite of skeptical? Because that's you. That's what I'm going to Becky. next time. <laughs> Becky. <laughs> the stories we share are remembered by some, but forgotten by many. Gullible, maybe? Go- <laughs> You're gullible. Let's dive into the Rocky Mountain Red Hat and Story for today. Hello, friends. We hope you're all well. Thanks so much for being with us today, and we hope that you're enjoying this Halloween season. Hello. I hope everyone is happy and healthy out there. Thanks for joining us here for this special Halloween time episode. Throughout the month of October, we will be sharing some of the stories of the unknown. Before we get into the haunted business, Rocky Mountain Red Handed is growing each week. So please keep sharing with your friends and family, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Just a reminder to be sure you are subscribed and following us on social media. You can connect to all of our socials by clicking on our link tree in our show notes. So make sure you are connected. Yeah. Before we get started, we'd like to offer you a heads up. Today's story contains details that might be difficult for some to hear. Though we always put great care and respect into each of our cases, The true stories do often explore physical violence, sexual violence, familial violence, suicide ideation, and other content that may be upsetting or triggering to some. Please take a moment to decide what's best for you. If you or someone you know needs help with emotional and or crisis counseling and resources, please dial 988 in the U.S. Ask for help. You are not alone. So without any further delay, let's get to our frightening episode today. This case is from the Beehive State, Utah. The episode is entitled Yinald Loshi. So I had to practice saying that before we started. Mm-hmm. I kind of struggle with names if you guys didn't know. Well, I practiced before. This is in Navajo. And Navajo is, an, is a very difficult language. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is, is skinwalker or by means of it, it goes on all fours in Navajo. Yeah. So Yinald Loshi means skinwalker. Say that 10 times fast. Yes. I'm not going to. (laughs) The Uinta Basin of Utah is well known for a lot of paranormal activity. The Skinwalker Ranch is the hub of all sorts of the unexplained. UFO sightings, strange illnesses, animal, specifically cattle mutilation. It's nasty, by the way. Crop circles, mysterious light sightings, and of course, skinwalkers. The Skinwalker Ranch is the epicenter of the activity in the rural Uinta Basin but certainly not the only place you can find mysterious incidents. In fact, these unexplained occurrences go back hundreds of years. So in Navajo folklore and legend, a skinwalker is like a medicine healer who have like turned evil, mostly men, some women, and they have the ability to shapeshift into anything they would like. Animals, people, whatever. Well, in this area of Utah, it is said that the Ute tribe and Navajo tribe had many years of hostility towards each other. The Navajo Nation was approximately 400 miles south of the area, but when the two tribes did meet, it was very unpleasant between them. Unpleasant for everyone involved. Yeah, the Navajo made an attempt to move their nation's land north, and it caused a huge conflict. 
they were more like the Navajos were the more aggressive people and they even had Ute slaves that they kept. The Ute tribe didn't want anything to do with the Navajos, obviously. They fought off these invaders and held onto their lands in the Uinta Basin area. So, as legend goes, the Navajo tribe cursed the land with skinwalkers. And those skinwalkers still roam the land today. So, I love the Uinta Basin. It is where my family is from. And if you're from the basin, everyone, like, if you you know if someone's from that area. That's what they call it. Is because it's like, if you're from there, it's the basin. The basin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll just tell you that you're, you're like if you're from there, you're always tied to the area. It like gets in your blood and it stays there no matter how far you roam. The Una Basin is located in eastern Utah. And even Utahns don't hear much about eastern Utah. So it's very rural. Have you ever been to eastern Utah? I don't think I've ever. You haven't been to the basin. I don't think I've been to the basin. I'll take you one day. Okay, sounds good. Okay. We'll go visit. <laughs> this will be part of our tour. Exactly, yeah. exactly. The basin is at the north end of the Colorado Plateau province. Its high elevation and dry desert climate means it has brutal winters. Part of the basin like butts up to the Uinta Mountains, the only chain of mountains that runs east and west instead of north and south. Isn't that interesting? So interesting. Just like the rest of the U.S., the indigenous people were there first, mainly the Utes and Oray tribes. The area of the basin wasn't open to white settlers until about 1900. Yeah, most of the white settlers were Mormon pioneers and their families had followed Brigham Young to what would be called Utah in 1847. The Mormons, now called members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, headed west after being harassed, hated, raped, and murdered by those in Illinois, Missouri, and other U.S. states. So in fact, Missouri's governor, Lilburn Boggs, issued an extermination order called Order 44, where anyone could kill a Mormon on site for no reason at all. After settling the Salt Lake Valley, some of the Mormon settlers made their way to the Uinta Basin. They lived in peace with the indigenous people who still control most of the area with reservation lands. In fact, the Ute and Oray reservation land is still the second largest reservation in the United States. It actually has 4.5 million acres of land. Yeah, most of the county is reservation land for sure. Mm -hmm. So the Skinwalker Ranch is about 10 miles from where I was born. My dad worked for the Ute tribe um, as a controller of some of their property, like Bottle Hollow and a couple of those. So my dad actually worked for the tribe out there. He was born and raised in the area, so he's a basin boy through and through. In fact, speaking with my dad about the paranormal activity in the area, he told me he hadn't experienced anything. But his cousin Verl, a very well-respected and loved man in the community, did have a brush with something out of this world about 50 years ago. Wow, that's crazy. What happened? Yeah, I had no clue about this. So, yeah, yeah, I had I had no clue. I'd never heard this in, like, family stories. But there's tons of newspaper articles about it and, like, in books and stuff. So I'm going to share a little bit about my crazy family history. I think it's awesome. So Verl and his family owned a ranch just north of Skinwalker Ranch. My dad told me a little bit about it, but being the researcher I am... Um, I found great research materials on his recorded account with like a local historian named Joseph Jr. Hicks, who ended up being my dad's next door neighbor for like decades. Is this crazy, right? It's a small town. So a huge thank you to Frank B. Salisbury, PhD. He wrote a book called The Utah UFO Display in which he deeply researched Jr.'s records. It's a great read and available online. I highly recommend you go and read it if you are interested in it. So we'll include a link 
um, if you want to dive deeper into the paranormal activity of that area, which a lot of people call the basin UFO Alley, Utah's UFO Alley. Interesting. So the following is a direct quote from Dr. Salisbury's book, quote, Verl was an assistant bank manager in Roosevelt with a small farm a few miles east of town. He and his wife proved to be intelligent and very thoughtful witnesses who were deeply impressed by their experience with a UFO. They were coming home from a bank party with one son, Dan, asleep on the back seat, but another son, Alan, awake and watching. Continuing quote, As they came up over a hill, there was a bright orange light hovering over their home and rhythmically changing in intensity. They had a strange feeling and were a little worried about their house. Verl floored the gas pedal, but as soon as they got within perhaps a quarter mile of their place, the object moved quickly to the south. Yeah, as their truck slid to a stop by their home, they jumped out and the light went out. So Verl said, quote, but it didn't go off just like shutting off a light in your room. This bright light went from bright orange to a yellow to a blue to a gray and nothing left. The light came on again in the opposite fashion from a gray and gray to blue in this bright orange. Just as we jumped out of the car, it went up in the sky. It looked like a meteor in reverse. It left a trail far behind it. It was very near a clear night. It left a trail far behind it, and it was a very clear night, end quote. So Leah, Verl's wife, thought they were making contact with just their casual conversation there in the truck. When they first saw the unusual sighting, I'll say, Verl said, quote, look, there's a flying saucer, end quote. And the light went out immediately. All the speculation is quite typical of Uinta Basin sightings, the book says. Yeah, so the couple had no doubt that, quote, it was something beyond anything ever produced by men on this planet. That was entirely some type of extraterrestrial machine, the way it went upward and out of sight. Oh, you just could hardly believe it. When it first started, it didn't just slowly start. It seemed instantly to be going, not with a jerk, but with almost without a jerk. In just a second or two, it was out of sight, end quote. So this was your dad's cousin. Yes, Did you talk crazy. to him about it? No, he's passed on. Oh, okay. So yeah. you just read his recollection. Yeah, no, but like, if I looked it up, he's looked like multiple newspapers, like national newspapers and like in a couple books in histories. Is that crazy? And he was highly respected. He held like clergy positions and was like, a leadership position in the city like he was very well respected and very loved and just happened to have a occurrence with a ufo so i actually have a skinwalker story becky are you dying to hear i it? have been dying to hear this yeah. listeners i've known that she's had a skinwalker story and i was like nope i want to hear it first account with you yeah. the listener so here we go okay so my husband and i used to work at a troubled youth facility and all of the kids out there would always talk about how there were skinwalkers. Apparently, there was like a burial grounds somewhere near where the facility is. And so kids would talk about it all the time. So one night, this was before my husband and I were married. I had dropped off some kids at the dorms and he had to go around and like check and make sure it was in their dorms. And so it was dark outside. And so I was walking around with him to check it. And we were like at the end of this row of dorms and we looked over and there was nothing there and out of nowhere like i just can't even explain it because it seems that out of nowhere this dog appeared and it like started to walk towards us and it was <laughs> becky's eyes are huge this is crazy awesome. yeah 
it's with limping. So this dog is like limping towards us. And my husband and I are like, oh my gosh, this is like, we were both just terrified, like chills up and down, terrified. So we like kind of walk the other way. The dog walks towards us a little bit and then just disappears. Like you saw it disappear? Like saw it. Like it was there and then it was gone. Didn't go behind anything. Just was gone. And we were like terrified. So we keep going around, going around. And then we're walking up to like this main cabin area and we see it appear again. Not limping. This time it's not limping. This time it's not limping. Just walking like normal. Okay, so how big was it? It was like a... It wasn't a little dog. It was like 50-ish pounds. Like, like, a, like a lab. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a good-sized dog. But it was like... It was dark. It wasn't a white dog. It was like a dark, blackish brown. Okay, so in my research... I don't know if you know this, but um, like a, a good majority of Skinwalker accounts, mm-hmm. they are like a wolf-type being. I mean, it was dark. It, yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's about the size it would be. Well, and and as the legend goes, it can be any animal it pleases. Yeah. No, and it so it was like very distinctly limping at one point. Almost like this is how we felt when we talked about it after. It was almost like it was limping, like it was trying to get us to help it. Like limping to like try and get us to go over and be like, what's wrong? And see if we could help it. It was so creepy. I have the chills right you now. To- you guys, she has like full on goose pimples all over her arms. All over your looking yep. <laughs> That is crazy. Super crazy. And it just disappeared. Just disappeared. What does Mike say? Oh, the same thing. And he's he's probably just as skeptical as I am. But he, yeah, he'll tell the same story. That's crazy. Yeah. And we do live in a part of the country that does have a lot of indigenous um, burial sites. Burial sites and culture and all of that. So there you go. That's my story. I know. I can't be skeptical about skinwalkers. Yeah. I experienced it. So you full on believe this. Yeah. It was very scary. Yeah. It's awesome. I cannot tell you how much I love researching all of this paranormal activity. And I love that you, (laughs) my level-headed, rational friend, has had a skinwalker encounter that makes me so joyful. You cannot know. (laughs) It was very creepy. Yeah. So... With that, let's take our first break and then we'll dive yeah, into We need to take care of those goose pimples you have because you were, yeah, you guys, I wish you could see it. It was really, really, you could tell it affected you for sure. And we're recording in a warm place and yeah. I had full, yeah, yeah, all the chills. Okay, oh, we'll, we'll be right back. Rocky Mountain Red Handed is brought to you by Balance of Nature. I love my Balance of Nature. I take it every morning and it makes me feel so good. I do not like to eat vegetables, so I take my balance of nature to be able to get in the nutrients that I need. Go to balanceofnature.com and use promo code REDHANDED for 35% off your first order. We call it three and three. I take my three capsules of veggies, three capsules of fruits, and it gives me all I need. So that's balance of nature, promo code REDHANDED. Okay, big thank you to our sponsors. So, Okay, so Melanie and I continue talking about it a little bit. And I just asked her if when she had that encounter with the skinwalker, if she felt like a positive energy or a negative energy. And she answered. So I felt like the first time it was limping, it felt like it was trying. It was negative. It was a negative energy for sure. It felt like it was trying to draw us in. Like I felt this pull, like come and help me. 
I need help because it was like limping so badly that it was like trying to get us. Yeah, like that makes like, sense. Like manipulating you, yes. like a poor animal that's hurt. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it felt like. But then the next time we saw it, it was not limping at all. And then after that time, it disappeared and was gone. So we saw it twice. Okay, Creepy. so okay, so would it have freaked you out more if you were alone? Oh uh, yes, I, but yeah, for sure. So can I say that the Skinwalker maybe brought you and Mike together? <laughs> you think I was comforted by the fact that? Oh, Mike, help me, baby. <laughs> well, let's get back and talk about the most infamous ranch in the West, Skinwalker Ranch. So. I comment about going and seeing, like, the prison that we talked about on last week's episode. I will not go to Skinwalker Ranch. You will not? Nope. I believe it way too much. Yeah, actually, I don't think I would go. Yeah, it's private property. You can't go. In fact, actually, just saw that Post Malone visited there. I love posting. Really? Yeah, and Post pulled some strings. To go visit. Because he's a Utah. He loves Utah. So he went and visited, but no, I'm with you. I don't think I'd go to Skinwalker Ranch. Well, before the Skinwalker Ranch was actually the Skinwalker Ranch, it was the Myers Ranch. From 1934 to 1994, the ranch belonged to Kenneth and Edith Myers. Over the six decades they owned the ranch, they continually bought neighboring property and expanded it to the 512 acres that it is today. They used the acreage to raise cattle, either for themselves or like they leased the land to other ranchers so that they could raise their cattle there. It's vital to note that there were absolutely no problems during these decades. Garth Meyer, who is owner Kenneth Meyer's brother, clearly stated, quote, nothing unequivocally, absolutely nothing, end quote, happened out of the normal realm of ranch life on this ranch. No sightings, no paranormal, no mutilations, nothing happened during the Meyer's years on the ranch. And I will say, my dad said that there was like, it, when he was growing up, it was just the Meyer's ranch no talk of anything special about that property but of course they did have events happening all around the basin at the time that is until the myers family sold the ranch terry and gwen sherman bought the ranch in 1994 and moved in with their two children and they renamed it the sherman ranch they were fully expecting to like plant deep roots they wanted to raise their family on this property for decades but they ran into unexpected circumstances They went public with their strange encounters in 1996. Terry Sherman was frightened one evening when he looked out the window of their home and sitting there in the yard of their home, steps from the front porch, Mel get this, sat a large wolf. In fact, the largest wolf he had ever seen. Scared for his family's safety and their livestock, Terry grabbed a rifle and shot at the wolf several times just to like scare it, you know? Um, I just totally forgot. We threw a rock at this. Are you kidding me? I totally forgot this part. We threw a rock at it and it hit it. And the dog just looked down at the rock and then looked back at us. Which if that is like a stray dog, that's not going to happen. I totally forgot about that until you said that they shot at it. Was this when it was limping or when it was healthy? This was when it was limping. Especially if it's a hurt animal, they're going to like take off. Isn't that crazy? Mel? Now I'm getting the chills. I forgot until you started talking about us. Sorry, guys. This is crazy. Okay, so yeah, Terry went out and grabbed the rifle and shot at the wolf several times to scare it away. Yeah. So he took several sure shots, shots like he knew he could not have missed the oversized wolf, and the wolf didn't move. It just sat, unalarmed, unflinching, staring right back at Terry. 
The wolf did eventually move, and Harry, like not believing what had just happened, followed it to finish what he had started. Really quick, sorry. So your skinwalker, did it? Did it? Did you feel like it was looking at you, watching you? Yes. This is a freaky episode. So he couldn't have a monster-sized wolf roaming around his ranch. Of course, it you know obviously caused a lot of trouble with the livestock. So Terry followed right after it until the paw prints disappeared not faded he didn't lose track the tracks of the wolf stopped and disappeared oh my gosh i feel this remember a skinwalker is a shapeshifter so like did terry sherman see an actual shapeshifter that night we are no wildlife experts but we wanted to see like how common wolves are in utah so we checked with the utah division of wildlife services currently wolves are listed as endangered in utah the 90s at that time was no was not any better for the wolf population. Yeah, so wolves are not running around Utah, especially in like the more desert areas like eastern Utah. So here is a quote from the Wildlife Service website. Quote, although there have been confirmed wolf sightings and rare instances of wolf-related livestock depredation, there are no known established packs in Utah. Since wolves were reintroduced in the Northern Rockies in 1995, the DWR have been able to confirm around 20 wolves in the entire state, end quote. So what's the chances of having a giant wolf show up in a human-inhabited area? Not likely, right? Yeah, I mean, I definitely would agree with you. That wasn't even the scariest incident, though, that the family experienced. They had numerous sightings of flashing lights on mysterious objects in the sky, their fields vandalized with shapes carved through the crops, kind of like crop circles, circles, countless cattle mutilations, and even mysterious sounds and voices. The family wanted to stay and build a legacy in the community, but after two years of these strange occurrences, they gave up. They threw in the towel. They listed the ranch, all 500 acres for sale. After questions for the community, they shared their experience with, the, with you know, the townspeople and the Deseret News, which is a newspaper out of the Salt Lake City area. And they actually wrote a story about those experiences. About the same time as they went public, they sold the ranch, not wanting to spend another day on the premises. Las Vegas millionaire Robert T. Bigelow bought the property. A year prior to the purchase of the ranch, Bigelow established the National Institute for Discovery Science. So he dumped a lot of money into the ranch. Not in like cattle ranching or farming, but research and observation of the paranormal. Yeah, that's right. So it became the headquarters of NID Psy. Bigelow added to the ranch with a unique touch, adding observation towers and permanently moving in two scientists and a veterinarian to watch over the ranch lands. The property began to be under... The property was then under surveillance 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. An elaborate security system was added where all 500 acres of the land was recorded and watched every second of the day. So on March 12, 1997, shortly after Bigelow purchased the ranch, a biochemist working for NID Psy saw a very strange occurrence. Colm Keller, PhD, spotted something in a tree, almost casually watching the group of scientists below. Keller claimed he saw a large human-like creature observing their group from about 20 feet above them. Freaky. Kind of reminds me of, like, Predator. <laughs> it's creepy. The creature had large yellow eyes 
and stared motionless until Keller fired a rifle in its direction. The creature disappeared but left tracks in the snow. Keller is quoted saying, quote, It was then that I saw it, a single obvious oval track about six inches in diameter embedded deeply in the patch of snow. Quote, it looked unusual, a single large print in the snow with two sharp claws protruding from the rear of the mark going a couple of inches deeper into the snow. It almost looked like a bird of prey, maybe a raptor print, but huge and from the depths of the print from a very heavy creature, end quote. So yeah, the basin gets a lot of snow, yeah. a lot of snow. So that actually would really record how big the beast was. Right. Yeah, exactly. So during the years that Bigelow owned the ranch, there were occasions when witnesses would see strange sightings near the Skinwalker Ranch, yet not technically like on the property of the ranch. Bottle Hollow, which is a man-made reservoir that skirts the border of the ranch, has been home to several sightings. In 1998, a local police officer swears he saw a bluish white light plunge into the reservoir, and then, like, shoot out of the water and fly away. Then, just a few years later at the same location, Bottle Hollow Reservoir, a group of four men all swear, witnessed, like, a blue and white lighted ball, sound a little familiar, um, it, it goes straight into the water, just feet within them standing on the shoreline. The same energy, the light, surfaced in a different shape, in, like, a belt-shaped and shimmering object crazy, huh? So here is a quote from one of the witnesses. After performing a brief writhing aerial dance, the belt of light zapped away at a high rate of speed, hugging the ground before disappearing below the top of Skinwalker Ridge. So cattle mutilations were unfortunately a somewhat common occurrence on the ranch. The most surprising thing happened in broad daylight. The group of researchers and a veterinarian was surveying the land one afternoon and saw, like, a certain cow, happy and healthy, just hanging out like cows do. Yeah, less than an hour later, the same cow was lying dead and mutilated. The strangest part of this story is the complete lack of blood around the cow. There was no spilled blood, yet the animal had large, gaping wounds that could not have been an attack from another animal. So, I will tell you, and I, like, hesitated to include this or not, but there is YouTube footage of some of these mutilated cows and yeah this is not animal attacks like they're i couldn't i like i can't i can't watch any of that but they are there so gross so not much like solid scientific proof came about in these few years although the scientists and veterinarians on staff claimed that they felt the paranormal None of the research was documented due to their audio and visual equipment continually failing to record. This is a common complaint of anyone who goes on the ranch that they have, like, all the electronics fail constantly on the ranch. The team of NID Psy said that they felt like they were under attack by a force greater than ours. Cameras and equipment would malfunction and like a wire would be left bare, somehow like suddenly sabotaged. A retired army intelligence officer who worked at Skinwalker Ranch said that there was, quote, a precognitive sentient intelligence at work, end quote. It was a constant battle and one that seemed to disrupt their ability to document important findings. 
So they did write a book titled Hunt for the Skinwalker, Science Confronts the Unexplained at a Remote Ranch in Utah. The book was you know, somewhat of a success, yet the group still lacked what they hoped to achieve. They wanted proof, physical proof, of the unexplained at Skinwalker Ranch. So the question did come up, did the Sherman family fake the paranormal experiences that they reported? Yeah, right. Like, that's a fair question, right? It's a good question. Or you know, did they lie just to make a bunch of money? I mean, they sold the ranch to a millionaire who was obsessed with paranormal experiences. Right. I believe the sure answer is probably not. In 1994, the Sherman family sold the ranch to Robert Bigelow for just $200,000, which is not exactly a fortune, right? Yeah, even back then, yeah. The average home sale price in Uinta County in 1995 was $218,000. The Shermans sold their home and 500 acres for $200,000. That's not exactly like a money-making scheme. Soon, more money than you and I could even like dream about was thrown at Skinwalker Ranch, courtesy of Uncle Sam. We will share the details after our last sponsor break. Give your brain the natural nutrients, blood flow, and neurotransmitter support it needs to make the fight with depression an unfair fight. Get stronger daily with Whole Supplement. Build momentum each day with the Whole Depression Relief Stack, the three targeted daily formulas that will help you feel, enjoy, and progress again. So, how do you take the Whole Stack? One, wake up formula. Take wake up in the morning with a glass of water to kick off your day with motivation and energy. Number two is the daytime formula. Day take daytime around lunch to ensure you have the focus, mood, and productivity to power through the day. That sounds like something we all need. Number three, the sleep it off formula. Take sleep it off about an hour before you plan to go to sleep for amazing rest and brain support that will consistently set you up for better days. I've experienced depression since I was a teen. I try to do my best to take care of my mental and emotional health and manage my anxiety and depression. But even with medication, I can find myself struggling in some days. I started taking whole supplement just a couple weeks ago, and I already feel like I am giving my body the armor it needs to win the fight each and every day. The ingredients in whole supplements have been used for hundreds of years. They just haven't been put together this way to help people struggling with depression. There are no proprietary blends and no hidden ingredients in whole supplement. So here's Adam Steer, founder and CEO of Whole Supplement. I started Whole Supplement with the mission to help others who, like myself, have struggled with finding relief from depression and anxiety. Our number one goal is to empower everyone we can to make meaningful progress every single day. So now is the time to take care of your emotional and mental health. During the pre-launch offer, you can receive the entire Whole Depression Relief Stack at 15% off. Go to wholesupplement.com and use code ROCKYMOUNTAIN. Again, go to wholesupplement.com and use coupon code ROCKYMOUNTAIN. Simplify your fight with the Whole Stack from Whole Supplement. Thanks again to our sponsors. So, of course, uh, the government would want to get involved, right? I know. Of course they would. So... So back to Bigelow and NID Psy, the group disbanded in 2004, yet they held on to the ranch for over a decade longer. And not just like for sentimental reasons, Robert Bigelow received correspondence from a senior official at the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency. The government had heard about the goings-on and the strange activity at Skinwalker Ranch and wanted to see it firsthand. So there's a rumor that during the visit by government officials, they experienced a sighting for themselves. 
yet I was not able to confirm this with like exact reporting or with names or anything, but I did see that mention in several different places. Nevertheless, the visit definitely did make a strong impression on the government officials, for sure. Shortly after their visit to Skinwalker Ranch, the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency created the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or it's called AATIP. The creator of this program, Senate Majority Leader and Nevada native Harry Reid. He gave the program an annual budget of $22 million per year. Of course he did. Oh, and by the way, Robert Bigelow just so happens to be really good friends with Harry Reid. Coincidence? I think not. The directive for AATIP, so this is their directive, okay? Research wormholes, warp drive technology, UFOs, and other unexplained phenomena. Skinwalker Ranch was a location for some of this research and also Robert Bigelow's aerospace subsidiary. Again, do you think this is like just by chance? Probably not. Probably not. The New York Times reported in 2017 the following. In the $600 billion annual Defense Department budget, the $22 million spent on the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program was almost impossible to find, which was how the Pentagon wanted it. Continuing the quote, for years, the program investigated reports of unidentified flying objects, according to Defense Department officials, interviews with program participants, and records obtained by the New York Times. It was run on the fifth floor of the Pentagon C-Ring, deep within the building's maze. The Defense Department has never before acknowledged the existence of the program, which it says it shut down in 2012. But its backers say that while the Pentagon ended funding for the effort at that time, the program remains in existence. For the past five years, they say, officials with the program have continued to investigate episodes brought to them by service members while also carrying out their other Defense Department duties. Do you remember like that video footage from the Navy chasing the light? Did you ever see that? No, if I saw that. Oh, yeah. Go go look at it. It's awesome. Mm. Yeah. So this department kind of handles all of that, all the, the UFOE type stuff. So the shadowy program, parts of it remain classified, began in 2007. And initially it was largely funded by the request of Harry Reid, the Nevada Democrat, who was the Senate majority leader at the time and who has long had interest in space phenomena. Most money went to an aerospace research company run by a billionaire entrepreneur and longtime friend of Mr. Reed's, Robert Bigelow, which we spoke about before, who is currently working with NASA to produce expandable craft for humans to use in space. Mr. Reed says his interest in UFOs came from Mr. Bigelow. In 2007, Mr. Reed said in the interview, Mr. Bigelow told him, that an official with the Defense Intelligence Agency had approached him wanting to visit Mr. Bigelow's ranch in Utah, where he conducted research. Bigelow's subsidiary published a 500-page report called the 10-Month Report. It shares details of many UFO sightings and names Skinwalker Ranch, quote, a possible laboratory for studying other intelligences and possible interdimensional phenomena, end quote. That's a bold statement. Yeah, that's crazy. The AATIP was actually dissolved in 2012, and the results of the program are unclear. Bigelow owned the ranch for 20 years, and then he decided to sell it to the Adamantium Real Estate Group in 2016. And who was behind this real estate group? 
actually no one knew. It was kept a tight-lipped secret. So the Adamantium Real Estate Group was really just one man, a man who wished to remain anonymous. That didn't tell about four years after the purchase. Brandon Fugel, a real estate mogul and a Utah, finally came forward and publicly announced that he was the new owner. He said he had always been fascinated with the paranormal experiences in this region of Utah, and he wanted to see if he could bring in scientists to answer some questions about what was really going on here at Skinwalker Ranch. He had struck a deal with the History Channel, and they planned on collaborating to produce a TV show about Skinwalker Ranch. Mel, love it or hate it, reality TV. I really like reality TV. You really? Yeah, you don't. No, I don't watch any reality TV show. I, I like watching reality TV. I have never seen an episode of The Bachelor. Really? I used to watch it all the time, but the past few years, it's really gone downhill. Do you, do you watch, like, The Real Housewives? Some of them. That's, I've never seen an episode. Oh Did you watch, like, The Kardashians? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I've never seen an episode. Really? Never. I like reality TV. <laughs> have you ever seen The Skinwalker show? No, I haven't. It's still on. They're, like, on season four. Man, yeah, I, I, mean, I should just look it up. up. Yeah. Well, astrophysicist Dr. Travis Taylor has been studying the ranch for some time now and is still working on Skinwalker Ranch. He's actually a big part of the reality show. On the very first episode, he developed radiation-type burns from an observation he was conducting, and that's like just the beginning of what they claim to be experiencing on the show. Okay, this is what happens when a millionaire wants to conduct a science experiment. He buys a haunted ranch. For real. (laughs) Like, the it's crazy. The show is still growing strong. The History Channel is currently airing the fourth season, like Becky said. So here's the question. What's really the deal at Skinwalker Ranch? Are people lying just to make money? Or do people really want to believe that there's more out there? Sometimes you just really want it to be true, right? Could we really have extraterrestrials coming and visiting the basin? Beck, what do you think? You're not skeptical. <laughs> do you think stories of skinwalkers are true? Yes. Do you believe my story of skinwalkers? Yes, 100%. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I think I would believe it less if I hadn't experienced that myself. Um, but it is crazy. So so maybe I need to be less skeptical and just believe people. No, no, you're perfect the way you are. So I'm assuming you do believe the Skinwalker stories. I mean, I think, yeah, I think I have to. I experienced it myself. So So do you believe the story from my, what, second cousin it would be, right? Someone in your family? Yeah, I think, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think so. It sounds like a lot of weird stuff happens out there. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting. I wonder why that area. It's in my blood. Weeing. So here's something to think about. Over 10% of the population in Uinta County believe that they have witnessed, they've actually witnessed something unexplained. Is there something special about the area? Like to me, the stories that stick to me, like the ones that I really believe are the ones, like I tend to believe a firsthand account of someone sharing a story rather than any type of like video recording or scientific data. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I believe stories from people. Yeah. What is yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I I mean, like I said, I I believe it because I experienced it specifically. Um, but I I think so too. I think I believe somebody that I know that has experienced something like that, I would believe over any video. We can yeah. manipulate videos so easy. These days it's hard to actually believe like what you see. Yeah. So I had to add this in here at the end. Someone I know very well. 
and who I like really trust shared a story with me. This is like years ago. He and some friends were on a dirt road outside, um, like out towards the north rim of the Grand Canyon. It was like the middle of the night and all of the, the four, there were four guys there. They all saw the same thing. This person, he swears it was a skinwalker. So I heard this story again, like it was probably 15 years ago, he told me. So I called him up and asked him to share the story again with me, you know, because I hadn't heard it in quite a while. Um, and when, when I told him the reason I was calling, he started to laugh it off. And he said, like, don't mention my name. I don't want people to think I'm crazy. Right. And I was like thinking this reaction seemed to be like common way people handle these type of things. Yeah. Don't you think like they almost laugh it off? And try not to to believe it happened. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's because of skeptical people like me, Becky. Which that's is good. Right. Which is good. Uh -huh. Yeah. No, but I I totally agree. I don't tell my skinwalker story very often. But and now no. you just told. Like, no, I just. Yeah. The whole world. The whole world listens to our podcast. <laughs> the whole everyone. I'm very optimistic. <laughs> but yeah, I agree that uh, probably a lot of people don't share their stories. Yeah. And so, like with a laugh, you know, this friend of mine, you know, shared the incident. Um, almost first taking that word claim of like, you know, I don't want people to think I'm crazy. It almost gives that person like a little bit of armor. Don't you think that like, I'm not going to let people think I'm crazy? Yeah. And so he reluctantly shared the story. Um, the skinwalker my friend saw was in like more of a human form. The creature he said was tall, white and pale, thin and looked indigenous in nature. He described him as fast moving, yet not moving at all. Almost a still-like presence, but gone. Traveled out of the line of sight before they even realized it. Wow, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I'll tell you, this friend of mine like laughed off at first and everything, but the tension in his voice as he was giving those details, mm -hmm. like I know that happened to, to him. Crazy. We thought that the following quote regarding UFO phenomena is the best way to close this case. Harry Reid was quoted in the New York Times article in 2017. He said, quote, If anyone says they have the answers now, they're fooling themselves. We do not know, but we have to start someplace. End quote. That's actually a really good quote by Harry Reid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, real quick, you will definitely want to see the pictures posted on our social medias. Yeah, that's right. An amazing photographer named Christopher Bartell, along with the University of Maryland Art Gallery, posted a show named The Skinwalker Ranch Portfolio. The photos are breathtaking and you will not want to miss seeing these pictures. They are beautiful and creepy and just all at once. It's amazing. Christopher Bartell was actually a security officer there at The Skinwalker Ranch from 2010 to 2016 during the Bigelow years. Um, you definitely want to check them out. So go look on social medias. Check them out. Now onto our Rocky Mountain Redemption. And this one is courtesy of Becky, this yeah, time, this from is... what I hear. <laughs> this is a little surprise for you, Mel. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm bringing you the redemption today because um, I live in Utah, so it counts, right? Totally counts. Let's hear it. Okay, so I have a new favorite website. It's called ArcGIS. Uh, it's they're actually a software company that creates like interactive web maps. But they have the coolest thing. They have a UFO sighting map that you can go and look on. It almost reminds me of like the Santa Tracker. Yeah. At Christmas. That's but it's UFO sightings. That is cool. The map contains over 80,000 records of UFO sightings over the past century. You can actually control which year's data is seen. You can click on like a near me icon so you can see exactly 
what is in the skies above your head. I love it. You just will get a bunch of information with each report, and I'll warn you, it's definitely a time sucker. I like ended up staying super, staying up super late, you know, just like checking out all of these sightings around me, and it's like from like. 1901 to current like it's it's a huge record so enjoy we'll put the link in our show notes yep and that is our rocky mountain redemption of the week thank you for indulging my excitement of the uso sighting ufo sighting maps of course, of course. <laughs> anytime thanks for listening today and we want to remind you to follow us on our social medias check out our link tree in our show notes and don't forget to subscribe rate and review on apple Podcasts. it really helps us out We'll be back next Wednesday with another Halloween time story to tell you straight from the Rocky Mountains. So until then, keep your hands clean. <laughs>